The second largest opposition party in parliament, the uh, Economic Freedom Fighters, is celebrating its sixth birthday this coming Saturday in uh, Ganyamazane in Pomalanga. The party was founded uh, in July uh, of uh, 2013, and sometimes when you hear the leadership of uh, the uh, ANC liken, or the EFF, I should rather say, liken themselves to the uh, July movement or the 26th July movement, uh, Leo Fidel Castro, it's because now about Galango July, and uh, that now six years ago, a party there that has uh, seen uh, great success as a new entrant into the political landscape. Of course, with the first showing in 2014 uh, general elections there and a good showing in the 2016 local government elections and uh, uh, garnering just over 10% of the uh, uh, election, of of the, uh, I guess, of the votes in this year's uh, national election now in May, uh, which uh, effectively positions them as uh, the uh, third largest party here in South Africa. 44 uh, seats strong presence in Parliament and I'm joined on the line uh, to uh, speak and reflect, of course, on the past six years of the economic freedom fighters and also uh, speak about what's in store uh, for the uh, next few years or so uh, for the economic freedom fighters. I'm joined by Advocate Dalim Bofu, who is the chairperson of the EFF. Advocate, good evening to you and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Good evening, Abonga. Thank you very much uh, and thanks for uh, having us. Advocate, this is a, you know, a massive milestone, uh, celebrating another birthday here. And uh, six years on, uh, I certainly still recall those uh, early press conferences. I think one was at the Constitutional uh, Hill yeah. where the uh, Economic Freedom Fighters were started. Uh, you know, the Ipareto Ngogo didn't even have a logo. It was just, uh, I guess, the name. <laughs> and uh, certainly on reflection and uh, in hindsight, you would reflect and say, uh, you've certainly come a long way since then. Thank you very much. No, we have. We certainly have. Uh, but it's not just a question of the number of years, but uh, I think it's the impact that uh, the EFF has had. And maybe people will realize this, you know, in many years to come, that, uh, you know, life in South Africa, particularly political life, will never be the same and has never been the same since the launch of the EFF. I mean, the, the milestones of what we have achieved are countless, and some of the things are unknown, Others are not even known of some of the way we have shaped uh, history. But uh, there's no doubt there's no political party in this country that can deny that um, uh, you know, the, the mere fact that <coughs> we are the, the only growing party of the, the top three parties uh, should tell you that um, we have captured the imagination of South Africans. Mm. But also another important thing for me is the fact that this is a, a party that has a national footprint. Uh, as you were saying, since 2014, we were able to achieve what some of us were not even sure of, namely that we would be present in the legislatures of all nine provinces. Mm. Um, and that that became a very important uh, platform from which to build uh, and mobilize uh, for, for, for the growth that we you, you correctly pointed out, which happened in 2016. And now we've broken... Uh, the double-digit barrier mm. in, this, in, in the last few months. Advocate, let, let's talk briefly, I guess, about that process of uh, building your structures to the point of having a presence in many of uh, the municipal councils, in many of mm-hmm. the uh, legislatures across the length and breadth of the country, and, uh, of course, in the two houses of parliament. Uh, oftentimes, yeah. I guess, we, we like to talk glowingly or in glowing terms about those things, but there must have been also some challenges in, in that uh, journey and, of course, instances of conflict. And uh, I'd like you maybe to reflect on some of those and uh, what lessons yeah. you have learned there in resolving some of those issues, because uh, to build a machinery, 
which uh, is, is national, I guess, in presence and in footprint, uh, is yeah. in a political organization, is, is seldom without its own conflict or without its own challenges. No, absolutely. I mean, the challenges were many. In fact, even now, you know, I'm with the deputy president of the EFF, who's just been uh, together for the past few hours, and we're just reflecting. And actually, we realize that we are we are still even exhausted from the election, because you know we had to give it everything, every ounce of blood we have uh, to achieve these achievements. You know, when you see the results at, at the IEC Center, it looks also easy to say, "Oh, now we're at 1.8 million and so on." But um, the the reality is that we have to fight for each of those votes. I've always made the statement that. The political opponents that we are fighting against have a lot of resources, a lot of uh, of good established brands. So for us to have been able to to reduce them uh, was no mean feat. But yes, it had its challenges. It's been a difficult road because you remember that the 2014 election, actually, when we fought the 2014 election, we did not even have an elected leadership. Mm. Uh, we were an interim leadership because it had just been formed a few months before. So that al- alone came with its own challenges because it, even we, those of us who were in the interim leadership, you know, we we couldn't have the authority to drive the organization in a particular way. Mm. Uh, it, we only were uh, uh, legitimate leaders at the end of 2014 when we had our first uh, conference. Mm. And uh, that helped a lot. Then there were a whole lot of debates of what to do. For example, the formation of the um, uh, student command. Yes. Something like that, uh, which has turned out to have been a brilliant a master stroke, as it were, uh, in, in, in ensuring the growth. But it was not that easy because at that time we were debating do we really need, we're still a new organization, do we need to have another, literally another new organization mm. alongside this one? Shouldn't we wait for the first five years and so on and so on? Those were whole debates and uh, major yeah. differences among ourselves. Sure. Um, but uh, fortunately, most of them were, were resolved uh, okay. you know, in such a way that uh, to build the organization. Sure. Advocate, I'd like us to pause there for a second and uh, while we quickly take a brief break and also invite some of our listeners uh, to join us in this conversation, give us a ring on 89 89 You can also tweet us on uh, at MetroFMSA. Use the hashtag MetroFMTalk. And uh, on the other side of this, we'll uh, take a look, uh, Advocate, I guess, at some of the key political issues that uh, you've taken up as the economic freedom fighters, uh, be it on the economy or even some of the issues uh, in relation to how we live our lives here in South Africa, be it the Indian question, your own relationship with the media, and uh, many, many other issues. And uh, we'll uh, return to some of those issues after this brief break. 17 minutes it is now before 9 p.m. And uh, for our Thought Leader Thursday today, we take a look at uh, the sixth birthday of the Economic Freedom Fighters, second largest opposition party uh, in uh, Parliament and uh, garnering 10.79% of uh, the vote in the May elections and uh, with now a 44-seat strong presence uh, in Parliament. I'm joined by their chairperson on the line and uh, that is uh, Advocate uh, Dalimbov. Now, Advocate, I guess there are many things that uh, the uh, EFF has become associated uh, with uh, in the economy. Least of all, uh, it's a call for 
land. It's called for the deconcentration and uh, I guess the reindustrialization uh, of our economy. And uh, many people, you know, would say that, uh, you know, I recall that march to APSA a few years ago, and uh, I guess the intent there was to say, and many people are asking, I mean, what, what happened to some of those uh, kinds of things that complement the work that you do in Parliament, uh, much of the work on the streets and in that kind of mass action? Advocate? Ah, do we still have... Advocate? Hello? Oh, yes, I can hear you now. Yes. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yes, I can yeah. hear you. No, thank you, Abang. No, I was saying um, you have to appreciate uh, you know, the perspective that we were giving now of building an organization. Mm. You, you cannot, even if it was a, a business organization or a soccer club or whatever, you, you, you cannot achieve all the goals that you set for yourself. Mm. But uh, at a time like this when we are uh, you know, at a milestone of six years, we have to look back, and you are quite correct. The question of land for me has got to be one of the highlights of how we, the EFF has brought that issue back onto the agenda and literally had to drag the national debate into it and even the ruling party uh, kicking and screaming to, to acknowledge the, this question. Uh, the issue of corruption uh, is another big one. I mean, we have... Uh, tirelessly fought corruption since our our uh, arrival on the scene and uh, the the you know the casualties of of that are there to to see men a few people understand actually that without the EFF there would be no Zondo commission today i, I can say that without any fear of contradiction mm. completely uh, and it's a long story how uh, you know how how that came about uh, without the EFF, there probably wouldn't even be a, a President Cyril Ramaphosa or those kinds of changes that happened in the ANC, uh, for better or for worse. Uh, some of, of us, like me, think they were for worse. But um, the point of the matter is that life would would be would have been completely, but completely uh, different. You know, the, the whole issue of the public protector, if we had more time, some people misunderstand why, for now, for example, we talk about the, the public protection. Mm. But this is something, uh, this is an office that we identified a long time ago as one that needed to be strengthened and protected uh, if the fight against corruption mm. Some people say you're flip-flopping on that question. Uh, in many no, instances, but that's why I was saying in many instances, advocate, no, no, let me finish. Let me finish. understand the... that we have advocate. Our stance has exactly been yes. consistent on that question. Advocate, no, no, let me explain what I mean when, when the flip-flopping is often raised. Uh, the yeah. question is, of course, around, you know, uh, not only just the, the office itself, but uh, the, the person, person. Uh-huh. in that office and uh, your views uh, on that particular person. Uh, at many instances, I guess, have been, uh, have been uh, quite mixed. I mean, on, on the one hand, uh, you said, well, you're not too unsure, you're not too sure of her. On the other hand, uh, you've now come out in, in very strong defense of her. Uh, and I guess it gives us people a sense that uh, you are flip-flopping on many of these questions, um, I oh. guess, in the interests of either political convenience or experience. Yeah. No. Well, firstly, even from what you're saying, it, it, that's where the misunderstanding is. We mm. have always, but always uh, supported that office. And we have, even this week when people were, were in court, I'm sure you, you heard our president, he made it very clear that we were there to support not a, a particular individual, mm. but uh, a, um, uh, the office itself. Just as we, we might have a particular view on the office of the president, it might depend on, on, on it might not depend on, on the incumbent uh, who's there at a, at a particular time. You see, that, that's why I was saying if we had time, because that debate is really about something crucial 
in any democracy, which is about institutions. There is no democracy that can survive without very strong institutions mm. to support that democracy. And those uh, institutions include the courts, you know, parliament, uh, the, the public protector, and so on and so on. The incumbents to those offices will come and go, you know, leaders yeah. will come and go, political parties and presidents will come and go. The, 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 the established democracies like in the U.S. and the U.K. and places like that, 200, 300 years of, of democracy. We are a baby when it comes to democracy. I mean, 25 years is nothing. Those, are, those um, democracies have survived because they preserve their institutions mm. jealously. Irrespective, this party wins, this one loses, they change government uh, a thousand times, but they, they, they will kill you for, for, for their institutions. And we have not developed that culture here because uh, I suppose we, you know, we, we are still new in this game. Mm-hmm. Advocate, let's maybe take a look now, I guess, at uh, the, uh, uh, you know, some of the tactical uh, uh, issues that have emerged uh, since the, the foray of the EFF into into the space. I think uh, if there's anything, well, you know, the disruptive approach that you've taken uh, to mm-hmm. what is in essence has been sort of gentleman politics and sort of palace politics and yeah. try to, I guess, bring much of what we see in our communities every single day uh, to the uh, august houses of parliament. And many people are yeah. saying, you know, that, that strategy may have been helpful in 2014, but uh, I guess uh, there might be a need for a strategy refresh now because... Uh, many of the people that you are resisting against are, are getting much wiser to that and uh, potentially bringing a lot more force uh, to try and quell some of those issues. What do you make of that? No, that's a big mistake. You see, we, remember, the, the EFS is itself an act of disruption because, uh, you know, to come, as you say, to a system that is kind of, uh, you know, all, everyone, uh, there's polite uh, differences, but they all agree ideologically and introduced a completely new ideological orientation, socialist approach. That alone was disruption. So, um, and change is, is by its nature disruptive, mm. let alone revolutionary change. Um, you know, so we, we make no bones about that. What, what, say, what, what people uh, mistake for violence, for example, because people are shocked by the disruptive uh, nature, they think that all these things are not properly planned and, and thought out. But if you think about it, actually, you know, I always say, if you say to somebody, why don't you like the EFF? Uh, I always test that. People say, look, you're violent. I say, okay, we are violent, all right. Now, compared to, to another political party that I will not name, which has uh, maybe killed about 30 or 40 of its own people, have you ever any experience like that in the in the EFF, no. Mm. Have you ever seen anybody in the EFF, uh, you know, attacking uh, someone? And, no. What, what, so where's this violence? It's because the media has instilled this idea that if you want your land back and if you are, you are not going to be nice about it, so to speak, uh, then that is violence. Forgetting that what we're trying to undo, apartheid, racism, there's no mm. bigger violence than racism. And somebody just hating you because of your skin color or because of your gender. That does violence uh, because children uh, will starve because mm. of that. People will sure. die. But because it's like a slower type of violence, uh, the and people who want to one, stop yeah. that violence get, get, get accused yeah, of violence. So, yeah. so we decided a long time ago that we're not going to be dissuaded by the media. Okay. I mean, and, 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 and that kind of criticism. I mean, if you saw the kind of criticism we got after the first payback, the money mm. uh, thing, 
if if we were cowards, we would have decided, okay. oh, no, 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 maybe let's change strategy. Let's pause the advocate for a second. I just need to take a, a quick spot break. Let's pause then. We'll come back to our conversation. Six minutes it is before 8 p.m. I'm in conversation with the advocate, Darlene Bofu. And advocate, uh, I played that clip because I want us to maybe take a look at some of the tactical uh, decisions and uh, tie-ups and alliances that uh, the EFF has had. Uh, One of those was around the local government elections in 2016 and uh, that agreement to vote, I guess, in unison and alongside each other. And I'm not going to call it a coalition. uh, But that arrangement you had with uh, the uh, Democratic Alliance and many people were critical of that arrangement. And uh, also now, I guess, some of the other, um, you know, uh, arrangements and uh, coordinated efforts you've had with uh, civil society organizations and other entities uh, within parliament to uh, effectively oust uh, former President Jacob Zuma. And uh, it seems now that many of those people who were your bedfellows during that particular struggle uh, seem to be on the other side now. Yes. Look, we knew, I mean, that that, I mean, that would require a program on its own. For me, that was a stroke of genius uh, because we were in a position where we could uh, do something to, 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 again, shake the landscape. The irony, of course, is that uh, right now, uh, because we, we are pioneers and we, we paved the way, right now the ANC and the DA are actually on the throes of forming a coalition themselves. Uh, in, in Tuana, they are already in, in, a, in a coalition. We heard today that even in Nelson Mandela, they are, they, they are talking about uh, a coalition. Now, so we had to take the heat and, and do something that was un, unthought of. And now suddenly when they do it, it looks also ordinary. Uh, because, you know, they, nobody had the kind of, of foresight and courage to be able to manage that. And the fact that we did it in such a way that it was not... Um, an agreement written, uh, which was binding, where we could be oppositional when we want to, we could be supportive when, when we want to, uh, was something that needed very careful uh, management and, and thought uh, mm. to, to, to get into, yeah. Yeah, and and just in, in light of that, uh, I mean, many people would, uh, you know, be asking about all of the secrecy and it seems like the sort of... Uh, backroom deals and secret talks that happen alongside uh, this question of how political parties are funded. Uh, You would certainly be also startled by, uh, I guess, uh, some of the uh, revelations that came out this weekend about, you know, meetings between your deputy president and one Johan Rupert. And then, of course, some of the money needed to fund internal ANC elections on the part of the president. It does give the impression to many people who are just but voters uh, that, uh, you know, the democratic process is handled by very well-heeled people uh, who sit in dark, smoky rooms rather than at the ballot? Yeah. No, look, we, we have been... Well, firstly, there has been no meeting between our president and, uh, and, and Rupert. Uh, but uh, be that as it may, we, we are one of the parties that have pushed so hard this question of uh, openness when it comes to political funding. Mm. And, uh, I mean, what, is, what, what should shock you is not the, the phantom meeting between the deputy president and, the, and Rupert, but the fact that uh, about half a billion rand was spent to buy the ANC in the, in the NASRAQ conference. And you have to ask yourself, forget about the public protector and, and all those things, but you must, any South African should pause and say, why would people pay so, so many hundreds of millions to buy the ANC? Uh, why? What is the need for them? And uh, have, has that been achieved or not? Have we been sold a dummy? Did we vote 
uh, because we were induced by those uh, millions? Mm. Or, you know, that those are the real questions. And so the question of funding is very important because, as they say, he who pays the piper uh, calls the tune. Mm. And, uh, and uh, the other nice saying is that there's no free lunch. There's nobody sure. who's going to give you uh, 400 or 500 million and then just say, uh, well done and goodbye after, after that. I mean, mm. it's just, uh, it, it should never happen. Yeah. So those are the questions of the day which are crucial. Sure very crucial, which we, as South Africans, we should ask ourselves. Advocate, we're nearing the end of our conversation, and I guess, uh, uh, you know, many of the people who are listening into our conversation would be asking themselves uh, what uh, ought the uh, ground forces of the EFF and the rank and file expect uh, by way of a message from the leadership uh, on Saturday in Kanyamazane in Pumalang? Well, the, firstly, it's part of what we've discussed, is to say thank you, thank you, thank you, because all this could not have been done without the ground forces. When we talk about the door-to-door campaigns, the amount of sacrifices that our people have done without resources, you know, uh, people have gone without food for days and days uh, doing a a whole lot of work when they could see in other organizations that money uh, was flowing. So that's the first message to them. The second message is, uh, of course, that our... We now know we don't have an excuse. We are six years old. We have to uh, grow this organization. And of course, uh, by the end, at the end of this year in December, we will be having our second uh, national conference, uh, which we call the People's Assembly, where we will be electing our leadership and, and sharpening our policies and getting ready for 2021 and 2024. But... Uh, we want to say to the fighters, you have done well. The enemy is shaking. You can see that they are in complete disarray, and that's because uh, we, we, we are making them uncomfortable. It's not one of our objectives to unite the ANC. And to, you know, people say, but you are, you are just making these people to fight. And I say, well, what do you expect? What an opposition party? Mm. We, we, our job is to make sure that we, not only do we strengthen ourselves, but we weaken our opponents. And that's exactly what you've done excellently. Okay. Well done, fighters. Advocate, Masi, Masi Shiapo Advocate, thank you okay. so much uh, for joining us uh, this evening. Thank that you. there was Advocate uh, Darlene Pofu, Chairperson of the Economic Freedom Fighters, speaking to us on our Thought Leader Thursday on this uh, evening. And, uh, of course, uh, on the uh, eve of their sixth birthday this coming Saturday, which uh, will be celebrated in Pumalanga, in Kanyamazane. And, uh, uh, of course, that's where we're going to end it uh, for today and for this week. Back with you again on Monday at the same time. And uh, have yourself a great weekend and take strength, my Africa. Aska Kribi, Ukoyibanga, Le Economy.